0: In baseball, is you're gonna be thrown in a game and in a bad situation that you don't know that you're gonna be in, and you get your opportunity to shine, and you can take that however you want. You can either have the mindset of being like, hey, like I'm not ready for this at all. I'm scared. I'm frightened by the situation, or you can be like, okay, let's go. Like this is my time to shine. Mm-hmm. This is this is what I get to do, and this is what I've been waiting for.
1: Welcome to the Well You Mental Training Podcast. My name is Brian Alexander, and I will be your mental coach host today. In today's episode, we are honored to speak with professional baseball player Corey Lee. Corey is starting his second minor league season, having finished short season in New York State with the Tri-City Valley Cats after being drafted by the Houston Astros as the 32nd overall pick in Major League Baseball's 2019 draft. Corey competed as a student athlete for UC Berkeley's baseball team through his junior season and grew up in Vista, California, just outside San Diego. With all that has happened in the world, especially in professional sports due to the current state of health conditions, we hope you find some inspiration and ideas in the tools Corey shares that have shaped and continue to shape his mental approach to the game that he loves so much.
0: So thanks, Corey. Thanks yeah, for joining us. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. It's, uh, it's an honor and happy to be talking about all this. Cool. Yeah. So
1: as we get started, maybe it's helpful for listeners and maybe we can think about the types of listeners that might be hearing your story, you know, any, anywhere from youth athletes all the way up to professionals, mm-hmm. right? Um, maybe we could start with how did you get involved in baseball? How did you get so connected to your craft?
0: Uh, So my older brother, Kellen, he is actually, uh, he's kind of been my influencer on the baseball side of things. He's 10 years older than me. So growing up, watching him play, he was a catcher also. And uh, just kind of picking apart his brain at a young age was super, super helpful for me. And being around the game, I was actually the bat boy for his first college baseball team at (laughs) Ecsd. So being in the dugout when I was 10 years old, around a bunch of 20 and 21 year olds at that time was mind just mind boggling I mean, got to learn a lot of things obviously some things that weren't so well at age 10 yeah and then uh just kind of growing up through that process was kind of shaped me into the baseball player that I am and taught me a lot of things that just go back to just the simple things of baseball it's just the game of baseball is so hard and so big and there's so many things about it that you can just pick apart little things from when I was 10 to age 21 now it's it's a lot wow yeah
1: so growing up around your big brother shagging the bats yep. right around a college team mm-hmm. you yeah, know a pretty big honor yeah What's the age gap between you guys
0: so my brother's 10 years older than me and then i have an older sister also that's six years older than me okay so i'm the i'm the baby and it's it's pretty it's pretty fun to be the baby honestly yeah Yeah. and they're all proud yeah they're all proud they're a little bit jealous sometimes the baby brother gets to kind of some of the fame but they're it's we're all kind of doing different things my brother's actually uh He's a mental coach for the San Francisco Giants. He's doing the mental training on the that side of baseball. And then my sister's a math teacher also and she's doing her career with her family and couldn't be happier for both of them. And they both went to UCSD, graduated, and they're all into they're all into the other parts of their life with family and doing that, so I get to enjoy the being the cool uncle and all that stuff. So it's it's an honor. That's cool. Yeah. Hopefully they stopped doing military
1: operations.
0: <laughs> Special ops coming <laughs> yeah. through San Diego. Yeah,
1: always. <laughs> so that's cool. So it sounds like your brother and your sister, they're both educators. And I know your brother, yeah. you know, we went to grad school together, which is how I got the privilege to talk to you. Yeah. Um, but what's the family connection and, and support like for you? And at, how was it growing up, moving
0: up through the ranks? You know my my mom and dad kind of done everything in their in their power to do whatever we want to do, which is they support us with everything that we've done in our life, no matter what that's school, if that's sports, if that's relationships, if that's anything outside of my life and what I can control. They've wanted the best for me, and they've done that for me, and I wouldn't be where I am and my. Brother and sister can probably vouch for me also that they wouldn't be where they are without my mom and dad because, they, literally put everything aside just for us and it's uh, it's something special with our family that's that's kind of what we hold so.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, yeah we know as you're moving up and to different levels, that family support system is uh, so important. Yeah. And there's so many different ways that parents siblings can support you Mm -hmm. right and you kind of set the boundaries on what those those rules of engagement Mm -hmm. are um but but as you get older you start to probably realize how important just what they did was for your development Mm -hmm. especially as you're getting more success oh
0: yeah i mean you're you're a young teenager and you're kind of you're in the mindset of everything's right everything's right you kind of you're in your own world but when you're when you're 21 and you're kind of starting your career like I am right now you have looked back at things and it's like you know what my mom and dad actually are right like there's 100 percent that they're right and they always want the best for you and that's all that they were trying to do when you're a kid so obviously that's kind of what I push towards the younger generation now is you know like listen like they're doing whatever they can to to be to make you be who you want to be and yeah. just kind of guide you with what you want to do and they're just trying to look out for the best of you and just don't take that for granted honestly because <laughs> it's, I, I did it and you know I, I see that now and I'm trying to I'm obviously thank my parents every single day because like I said, they do whatever they can to make me successful and make me happy honestly at yeah. the end of
1: the day. Yeah, that's so important. Yeah. Hopefully with all this military noise, everybody can hear these these awesome stories yeah. and, and lessons already that have been coming out. So through this process, through being a bat boy, um, growing up, maybe we should start with what kinds of other sports did you play mm-hmm. and how did that shape your passion for baseball?
0: I've I've been a guy that's just always been attracted to sports, whether that's soccer, basketball, football, baseball, water polo. Honestly, me and my roommate now we watch cricket at night. <laughs> just when we're bored just in uh sitting in the living room. So yeah, it's uh I started playing football when I was probably age age seven or eight and then uh always played baseball my entire life, obviously having my older brother was uh a big influence on that, yeah. just watching him play and I've always been being around the field and my older sister played soccer so very very athletic family we've well. been around sports our entire life that's kind of what we base around our family off of honestly is sports mm-hmm. that's what that's what keeps us happy and that's what keeps us occupied and that's what makes us happy and so you wouldn't want to do something that doesn't make you happy yeah. and so I played all the sports you can and then in high school made a decision that I wasn't going to play football anymore and started uh, started water polo and never knew how to swim before high school never even knew what water polo was i came home one day and told my mom and she said are you crazy like do you know do you know what you're doing right now so started that and then didn't ever look back on it and it was a it was a good sport for me to kind of get away from baseball because separating those two baseballs my life and if i was thinking about it every single day doing that my mind would go just in totally different directions and no, that's it's a good break to have and it really, really shaped me into the honestly baseball player I am today because having the outside experiences of different sports and relationships mm. have shaped me. So it's water polo was honestly one of the biggest attributes to my baseball career.
1: Yeah. I love to hear that. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't know if any of the listeners know, but you know I played water polo, so <laughs> we're speaking the language yeah. now. But I think that what's great about you exploring different sports and then landing in one, especially through your high school years, Mm -hmm. is that you're really getting to know how your body moves, how it works, as well as giving yourself mentally different outlets in terms of stress Mm -hmm. control and capacity. Um, But there are some different elements to a sport like water polo, where it's truly a team sport, you know, interacting in order to score goals, in order to accomplish things. Mm You have to be what we call coactive, and you have to really work together and pass and, and set people up and cover for people. Baseball is a team sport, mm-hmm. but it has a lot of individual components to it with some of those other coactive teams, you know, yeah. skill sets but how do you see the difference between those and how you what you've learned from water polo that you connect to baseball
0: yeah i mean water polo it's kind of like you're watching like a basketball game also it's very very similar it's a it's a very very you have plays and you have all these types of defenses and you have all these types of offenses honestly and and baseball is a one of a kind sport and it's a, it's you against the pitcher and then when the batter hits the ball it's the batter against the fielder it's the ball against the fielder it's Everything's at the game within the game is mm-hmm. baseball. Honestly, so that's kinda of what I think about because there's all these different situations in baseball that can happen. There's I don't even know what the stat is. There's some random stat that there's this some odd number of baseball plays that can happen in one game. And it's it's some million just different opportunities in different situations. And then water polo, you're always kinda of having your set plays. So having those different mindsets really, really taught me as a athlete and also as a human to kind of think of different situations in certain ways and kind of shaped into honestly where I'm at now and what's kind of gonna be in the future and what I can take for honestly my entire life.
1: That's yeah. a huge mental skill. Yeah, the ability, I kind of hear you talking about being mentally flexible and being adaptable and, mm-hmm. as well as resilient right? Is that kind of what you mean? Yeah.
0: you mean, you're going to run into situations every day, different situations and different kind of opportunities. And what, what are you going to do with those opportunities and how are you going to approach them? And then, like I say, I always tell myself like, what are you, what are you going to do next? What are you, what's going to happen next? What's going to be the next thing that you get to do Yeah. rather than what you do. You have to do. Yeah. So that's having those different cues in your head and kind of those just little, kind of key words kind of can change your mindset and really kind of adapt you and kind of learn the whole process in a different way that's awesome yeah. self-taught cues yeah exactly yeah yep. those yeah. are the, the biggest things that kind of get you back to what you know works is, uh, is a big thing for me in baseball you have your mental cues when you're getting in the box you can kind of say something to yourself that always gets you back into that state of mind where you know that you're going to be successful and you know that you're going to be successful that's mm. kind of where I'm at in my baseball career is learning those things and what gets me right in that, in that state of mind on the catching side of things, on the hitting side of things, on obviously just in life in general. You're going to kind of have cues that get you back to reality, and that's kind of what you need to have in life to be happy and be successful and honestly live your best life.
1: Man, you just dropped so much knowledge on us right there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like we could go in so many different oh, directions, yeah. yep. which is awesome. Because uh-huh. not only are you relating a specific skill set that you learn from one sport to another, mm-hmm. but you're also talking about continually mm-hmm. redefining and redeveloping that skill set as you're moving up now to the professional level and where you're at in your career. And also connecting it to things outside of sport, yeah. life. Yeah. And and how that can serve you in all these other different domains. Mm
0: -hmm. It teaches you honestly. Sports and athletics has taught me how to approach everything that I've learned in my life, and you know it's it's crazy to say and it's crazy that it's just a game. And you know it's a game that gives you so much, and you can't take it for granted ever, because that's what I like to do, and that's kind of what drives me to. Kind of be who I am and that's kind of how I approach everything awesome yeah
1: yeah well let's talk a little bit about culture <laughs> and um you know we know that sport brings about its own culture its own stereotypes even um, can you talk a little bit about your cultural experiences as a baseball player and also any stigmas or stereotypes that you may have encountered that helped shape you into who you are today
0: um, baseball, it's you kind of have to be patient. You have to. That's probably the biggest thing that's taught me out of baseball: to being patient. In sports, you can be kind of fidgety, and you can be excited, and you can have all these jitters. But at the end of the day, that's not how you're going to perform well. And you know, you have to kind of get back to your basics, and you have to just get back to what you know is going to make you perform well. And just being very very patient with what you're doing at that moment and not trying to look so far forward and being where your feet are is kind of it's a very very cliche saying and you know what a lot of people say it but you say it to yourself and every day if you say you be where your feet are that's where you're gonna be and you know what, that's kind of getting you back to like reality like I said before is just being where your feet are
1: Yeah. yeah is that a mantra you use for yourself? Yeah, I be say it, I hard?
0: say it every single time on and off the field. Obviously, you kind of want to be aware of your surroundings also. You want to be safe, you want to feel that you're protected. You want to in life in general. That's kind of yeah. like what I'm always like kind of getting back to is life in general. It's teaching you how to just go throughout it. It's hard. It's life's going to be hard and you want to make it as, as easy as possible because you make it hard on yourself, it's it's not going to end up well and you know what you're not going to be the happiest and why would you want to kind of live life not happy yeah that's that's kind of what we're all trying to do in life so
1: yeah and find your way exactly yeah so with patience what other besides the mantras the self-talk cues uh, that inner dialogue you have with yourself what other skills do you use to be patient in this culture of baseball and performance.
0: Just waiting for your opportunity. That's a that's honestly a big thing opportunity. Yeah. yeah. That's kinda of just sparked in my brain. A big opportunity to take is not taking it for granted. Honestly, you're in baseball is you're gonna be thrown in a game and in a bad situation that you don't know that you're gonna be in. And you get your opportunity to shine and you can take that however you want. You can either have the mindset of being like hey like I'm not ready for this at all I'm scared I'm frightened by the situation or you can be like okay let's go like this is my time to shine Mm -hmm. this is this is what I get to do and this is what I've been waiting for so I'm not going to take it for granted and I'm going to go balls to the wall and you know what I'm gonna this is going to be the last time that I'm going to do it that's kind of the mindset that you have to have sometimes it's a it's a hard mindset to have that you have to think that way but can make or break what you do honestly it's gonna kind of make or break the outcome of the whole situation
1: yeah that patience too i mean what you're talking about also sounds like gratitude yeah but but the patience is both you know a large-scale value almost it sounds like Mm -hmm. you know life and and the game overall plus you know one at bat yeah one pitch
0: Mm -hmm. just kind of separating those compartments like you have compartments of defensive wise like I'm just, I'm talking baseball wise with us right now and yeah. I have my compartment of my catching kind of compartment of what do I need to do in that moment of controlling the pitcher the running game what sign am I going to do and then you can't have that in the past at bat so let's say I strike out in the third inning and then I have to go catch in the bottom of the third I can't take that at bat into what I'm doing on the catching side because if I have the mindset of oh, I just K'd up on three balls that I should have hit in the gap or I should have swung at, and I watched three balls literally just go right by me. Mm. And if I go into the catching side of that with that mindset, the first ball I'm going to clank. I'm not going to catch it because that's my focus is on the pass at bat Mm. rather than having the focus of, okay, that's my hitting compartment, and then I'm having my catching compartment in a different side and that's all my focus is on right now in that moment is controlling the pitcher knowing what the pattern's trying to do knowing the situation knowing what he did last A B. so that's that's a big thing that I've learned on in pro ball is kind of having those compartments of of baseball and obviously just in general is kind of separating some things into different compartments
1: yeah compartmentalizing exactly as well as being able to reset after you totally yeah. screw up.
0: Yeah. it's this, it's like having an eraser on a pencil like you write it down and then you just erase it. If it didn't work and then you just write another thing down, and you know what? You pick out you pick and choose what works for you and you learn that through the through the entire process and
1: yeah. That's a great great skill to learn and I'm sure for you it probably hasn't been easy.
0: Not at all. (laughs) A lot, a lot of trial and error. A lot of trial and error. Obviously, you're gonna, you fail a lot in baseball. It's, you hit, it's another cliche saying. You go three for ten, and you're in the Hall of Fame, and you failed seventy percent of the time. Like Mm -hmm. how does, how does that happen, and how does that make you, a happy person? Because you're gonna be failing all this time in baseball. And, you know, that's why you kind of you have to be so strong mentally because you're failing and you fail and fail. And then you have these little glimpses of of success and you get on such a high and then you get on such a low whenever you fail. So it's kind of that that medium of how you kind of just hit that reset button and get back to where you know that you're going to perform well is is the biggest thing to learn. And that's what I give a lot of credit to of what I've learned and what's helped me throughout my entire career is hitting that reset button mm-hmm. and knowing when I need to hit it because you you know yourself better than anybody in this world. You know what's going on in your own head. You know what's, what's best for you. So whenever you know to kind of hit that switch, hit it because you know you know yourself best it's needed yeah exactly you yeah. need it to kind of be back to where you need to be like being where your feet are and it's just going back to those cues like i've been saying in this entire podcast like get back to being where your feet are knowing yourself being aware of your surroundings all these things it's the simple things but just being getting back to those little little simple things mm-hmm. can go a very very far way and make you successful and make you be all these things that you want
1: to be yeah one of my mentors in the field has been Ken Revisa. yeah he passed Baseball. away Baseball yeah guy. a couple of years ago yeah. and um, I didn't really have a close relationship with him but every time I met him and talked to him he laid a lot of wisdom on me but what you're talking about right now is something that he said a lot was it's a complex game it's a complex system that you're working with within yourself but the key is to make it simple, mm-hmm. right? So he always talked about this word, complexity. Combining simple and complex to give yourself the best chance to perform. It yeah. doesn't guarantee it, though.
0: No, if Nothing's ever guaranteed in this life. And then obviously in the game, you can't take it for granted ever because you don't know what's going to come at you. You don't know what's going to happen in the next play. You don't know what's going to happen in the next game. I, I can control what I can control and that's obviously like what he kind of preaches also is getting back to those simple attributes that you know work mm-hmm. and what you know works is the best thing that you can do mm-hmm. obviously because that's what's got you in your place today and that's what's gotten me here today and obviously I'm not going to fix something that's not broken mm-hmm. and obviously those is, those have helped me this entire way
1: yeah and earlier you said you're working on those parts of your game Mm -hmm. still Yeah. especially as you move up now into the professional Mm -hmm. league right so how are you how are you working on those things what's your process like
0: talking it out with people is probably the best thing possible I'm probably one of the most annoying people to talk to sometimes because I just try to pick your brain and I try to learn different things about what they've done in their career because getting different kind of outputs of of people and what they do can help you a lot because it's a different mindset and it's a different kind of pathway of of thinking because you have your own narrow pathway that you think about and then you can be on like a completely different wave end of, of what you're kind of processing and what you're thinking so when you kind of talk about that and when you conversate with other people It teaches you a lot because it's a different outlook on what they're kind of looking at. Because I I don't know what you're thinking sometimes and you don't know what I'm thinking. But Mm -hmm. when you kind of have that connection and when you conversate, that's the biggest thing is communication and talking about what you're thinking and what's going on in that moment to kind of get you back to what you know works, obviously.
1: Yeah. And that's a great lesson, too, about team. Yeah right if you're trying to work with other people mm-hmm. and trying to achieve like you're a catcher so i'm sh- I'm sure <laughs> being able to speak the right language yep. to your pitchers mm-hmm. is is huge yeah.
0: i mean being going back to like being able to adapt to different ways of communication some one pitcher is going to understand something that i say one way and then another guy's going to understand something another way it's it's learning how to communicate in different situations and different mindsets and kind of changing not changing who you are but changing how you can kind of talk about things and how people perceive things because I can talk to my best friend one way and then I can talk to someone that I never even known one day I have to talk to them different ways because they don't understand who I am and you know what having that ability to adjust and having that ability to realize the way that you need to kind of get your point across Mm -hmm. or how to kind of be in the moment and how to conversate about that moment is really, really important. And I think that's a, that's a big, big attribute to have.
1: Yeah. So important. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, let's jump into something that's really exciting. What was the drafting process like for you?
0: (laughs) Um, It was a... Something that I've never even dreamed about, ever in my life. Um, I was with my brother actually, and that day we were. He picked me up from Berkeley, and we were driving back to San Jose where he lives, and um, we were just talking about the draft. I, I had no idea that I was going to be in the first round at all, and the entire season I never even looked in the stands. I never even wanted to know what was going on behind me. The only thing that was on my mind was baseball and what I wanted to play. And that's kind of what I can only control was my game. And I let it speak for itself. And you know what? Good things happen when you don't worry about anything else besides what you're doing at that moment. And... That's the mindset that I had for the entire season, that entire year. And it's really, really taught me and shaped me into the kind of mindset that I have today. And if it wasn't for the players, if it wasn't for the coaches that I had, the family that I have, the friends that I have, it wouldn't have happened at all. And them being there for me and talking it out through rough situations after an O for three or an O for four with four K's and I'm on the lowest of lows and then to a day where I'm four for four and I have two home runs and all those times, it's those getting kinda not solidifying of like, hey, like you're okay. Like yeah. getting me through those moments have, was the biggest thing with this entire process it was helping me kinda shape this
1: that's amazing yeah. there's so there's there's so much value to what you're saying in terms of focusing on what you can control mm-hmm. understanding what you can't and choosing selectively choosing to put your attention on those things that you can control that may not seem as cool they may not seem as sexy right no. <laughs> but they make the world a difference yeah. in terms of getting to the ultimate dream or the ultimate goal yeah. that most people might think about or that you might have had
0: yeah. right it's, it's getting back to that to that what's next and that's like what's what's gonna be that next thing that you could do like I'm yeah. not done I, I don't want to be done because that's not where I'm at today is not where I want to be tomorrow mm. and it's not where I want to be the next day it's it's where do I want to be in 20 years it's where do I want to be in 40 years like it's not the little things that you have to think about. It's now it's the big picture and it's, it's the big career and it's all these things that you can imagine. You know what, you have the opportunity to do it, so why not why not go do it? Like it's it's there for you and you know what? If you don't take it for granted, it's gonna give you a lot. And you know what, I'm I'm very, very fortunate to have that opportunity and it's a it's a completely different outlook on life and it's a completely different life than a lot of people. Mm. And you know what? I, I want to choose it over anything because this is this is what I love to do, and this is what kind of drives me to be who I am, and it's awesome.
1: Gratitude, yeah. man. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So now you're now you're getting ready to go. You played short season. Yep. Last short, year.
0: Short season in uh, upstate New York. And wow. Never never been to New York ever, and that was a just adapting to that. Honestly, it was a completely different ball game, too. It was, uh, like I said, baseball is a game within a game, and learning how to manage your time that way was something that I never even knew how to do, honestly, because mm-hmm. you're on a set schedule my entire life from high school, and you're kind of having that set schedule as a teenager, and then you go into college on your own. It's a first time probably being on your own, in college, yeah. Yeah. and you manage your time that way, and then I go into a professional career and into a place that I've never, ever been before, and learning how to kind of manage my time that way was honestly a kind of eye-opening moment for me in my career and honestly in my life because I never... It was my first job. I'd, this is my first job. <laughs> Baseball is... I've never worked in my life before this, and, you know, it's the best first job that you can ever ask for yeah
1: yeah Yeah, definitely Yep, it's it's a it's a it's a play job yeah that's great so so you learned already you learned one time what it's like to go move to a new place a new city figure things out plus you know you've done this before obviously going up to cal engaging with a new team figuring out the culture and a place like berkeley yeah right but but now going there for your mate for your job no are you have you finished school? are you in school still or? it's
0: kind of on pause right now It's okay. on a, I'm an American Studies major cool. so it's a very very fortunate for MLB they kind of set or they put you on pause if you want to sign after your junior year and nice. so you can go back whenever you want obviously I want to finish I'm gonna finish I went to three years of Berkeley college to for nothing. So yeah. I have one more year left and it's a it's gonna be a fun year whenever I get to go back and finish it. Obviously I wanna get the that piece of paper that tells you that you that you graduated. Yeah. I wanna do that for my mom. I've told her that my entire life, hey, you know what, I'm gonna graduate college before. Mm. And just obviously going back to those moments that in college I'm not taking for granted. It's the, it was the best three years of my life and it's taught me a lot and shown me a lot on the, on the good end of things and on the bad end of things and it's, a, it's an interesting spot up there
1: yeah <laughs> yeah. So, so but now going into your new team what, do you, what are you going to set as your daily routine your daily goal what's that look like
0: daily goal is to be the per- best person that I could be that day honestly that's what I say every day be all you can be honestly it's uh it's a memo that I've that I've said my almost since probably my freshman year of high school. Is, I have a tattoo of it I got it my sophomore year of college awesome. in Colorado it said be all you can be tattoo and it's a little reminder to every day that I wake up and I get to see it. It's a uh, kind of gets me back to those roots and knowing what I need to do that day to be the best. Okay. Because that's what, at the end of the day, I want to be. That's the best person that I can be, not what you can be, not what my picture can be. It's who you want to be and what the best person that you can do. So, mm-hmm.
1: nice. So. Be all that you can be every day. What do you think that takes in terms of what you do each day, your process, your routine? Yeah. Well, I know there's downtime, there's, there's training time, mm-hmm. there's off-the-field time.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a different... You have to think about it. You think a lot. You think about everything that you do in life, all the situations, whether that's what are you going to do in the morning? like where are you going to go brush your teeth in the morning or are you going to just lay in bed or am I going to go eat breakfast this morning or am I not it's simple things it's getting back to those questions and asking yourself and having those kind of mental communication skills of what which kind of path you want to take also it's getting back to those that type of mindset of I'm going to take this route or I'm going to take this route or I'm going to keep on going on this path. Mm-hmm. So it's it's having those conversations in your own head and talking about it with yourself and knowing what's best for you mm-hmm. is, is is a big thing to kind of learn and kind of take throughout a career.
1: Yeah, and kind of explore and learn as you go yeah, too exactly. with things you didn't know. Yep. Yeah. It's,
0: it's never never being satisfied with what you know and always, always looking for more and always learn, learning more, trying to learn more. Because nobody nobody knows everything, and you know what I having that mindset is is really really big in a professional career because you can have the head of Hey, I know everything. I know all this because I'm a professional. It's like no, I'm a professional because I'm learning all these things, and I'm I'm a learner at, mm. at in baseball in life, and I'm I'm a nitpicker on. On baseball and I nitpick on life it's it's the same thing it's kind of goes hand in hand with each other
1: yeah I'm picking up so many high performance values mm-hmm. as you talk <laughs> one being patience Th- thanks
0: thanks to my brother there, there he <laughs> yeah, is there, there's there's Kellen coming in
1: there we go yeah. thanks Kellen uh but patience gratitude yeah. be all that you can be yeah. right and then be where your feet are yeah. right presence exactly as well as this big one that's undertoning everything. It's learning. It's being a lifelong learner.
0: Mm-hmm. Being adaptive. Being adaptive and always having an open mind. It's never yeah. never a closed mindset. It's always an open mindset. And you're always always kind of looking looking for more and always wanting to know more. Yeah. It's, it's a big attribute.
1: Awesome. Well, I, I can't thank you enough, Corey, yeah. for sharing your wisdom no,
0: thank you for having me it's uh it's good to talk about and it. honestly it's a good learning opportunity to to hear myself kind of talk about these situations and honestly learn learn a lot about myself and learn a lot about my career and just taking it for day by day honestly awesome. taking it in tomorrow yeah oh, thank you
1: yeah if, if there's anything like a last message that you think is really important for anyone kind of following your footsteps or anything that you think maybe you said it already or maybe you haven't said it in the same terms what is there anything that comes to mind
0: enjoy the process enjoy enjoy what you're doing whether that's a daily job behind the desk whether that's being on the baseball field being on a soccer field being doing whatever you're doing enjoy it because you're not gonna you might not have it one day and you know what it might suck sometimes on those days that it's honestly really really bad but you're not going to have it one day and you know what don't take it for granted and enjoy every single moment of it because that's what you're choosing to do at that time and that's what's making you happy so don't don't take it for granted ever so that's the it's the biggest biggest thing that you can really really take from this, this is what i kind of always get back to yeah, great yeah. message. Thank great you. message. Thank you.
1: How can people connect with you through social media or follow you?
0: Yeah, social media, Instagram, Twitter I have all those, so just Corey underscore Lee twenty five on Instagram and then Corey Lee with six E's on Twitter. Nice. Yep, yeah, there you go. Six E's. Yeah, Cory <laughs> Lee. There.
2: <laughs> right on, Corey. Yep. Yeah, thanks Thank again, you. man. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Brian and I are just going to kind of talk about some information that we heard from Corey. So Brian, what were some of the nuggets that you pulled away from Corey's conversation you had with him?
1: Yeah, I really enjoyed this interview with Corey Lee. He's an amazing athlete and amazing person, as you could tell from his interview. I thought that some of the most valuable takeaways that I heard were how he operates by his core values on and off the field whether it be patience or being adaptable both in his performance and in his conversations with other people and then just how he practices and expresses gratitude for the opportunities that he has
2: it's it's amazing to hear that yeah he he really uh you know leaves you with this impression that he's a much older refined professional athlete than he is he actually is just starting out Um, he made this comment that, uh, kind of resonated and stuck with me. And I wanted to know your takeaway on that. He, he said this, uh, statement, um, be where your feet are. What was your, what was your, um, thoughts on that? What he was saying to me, that's all about being present and being
1: right there. Um, getting through moments, being focused on this pitch or in the next pitch after the last one ends. And being able to be mindfully aware of what's happening inside you and what's happening around you so that you can get the most out of what you bring to the situation. I think that's a daily practice that he, he makes intentional with whatever he's doing, but a lot of it is on the baseball field
2: yeah he he also as he was talking he kept kept making uh references to uh this concept of learning really really interested in learning and surrounding himself by people that he could grow from um family members uh, other baseball coaches and players it was a it seemed like a big aspect of of his game and growth
1: yeah i totally agree he has a huge influencer and his brother kellen who's a mental skills coach for the San Francisco Giants baseball organization and I know all the little messages that Kellen's been planning in Corey's year over the years have really come up to the surface now as he gets ready for the next chapter in his career but he's like you said you can be a little bit annoying and just asking questions and being curious and he doesn't have any qualms about it and he's looking to gain perspective and looking to be that lifelong learner and i he credits that for him being a professional athlete not just necessarily how good he is in the game but how much he's willing to learn and how hard he's willing to work and i think that's a really good lesson for a lot of other younger athletes looking to improve in their sport and even maybe achieve a goal of reaching the professional level it's it's not just about how good you are now but it's about how much you're willing to grow and learn through asking for information seeking it out and Learning how to use it in his own game, in your own game.
2: Yeah, I think you're uh, 100% right, especially for people that are like coming up in their sport or they're trying to make it to another level. He really left me with the impression that, um, and even in one of his statements, that he he was just really patient with learning and waiting for his opportunity, almost like he really wasn't trying. You know, he, he wanted to get to the pros, but it wasn't really a part of his process when he was in it. It was really about, He said this comment about being patient and just waiting for his opportunity and like kind of knowing what's going to happen. And I think some of our culture sometimes is like leapfrogging ahead, just trying to get to the end. And, And sometimes you fall short when you do it that way. Yeah, definitely. Well, he
1: uses tools in his inner dialogue, whether it be the one that you mentioned, be where your feet are, or it's the one he has tattooed on his body. Be all that you can be. And what that means to him is be the best person that he can be on that day. He's not looking too far ahead. He's not looking too far behind. He's right there again, you know, where his feet are in the present moment and and using his value of gratitude to be able to use mental cues. Those are self-talk cues of get to versus have to when he's challenged with something and and maybe even facing a moment of failure and looking for the bright side or the opportunistic side to really stay optimistic in the situation.
2: Well, I mean, I just really look forward to seeing him progress. I mean, he's one of these athletes, when you hear him talk, you just know it's going to be big for him. And so uh, I'll be watching him and and looking forward to his progress at the next level. Definitely. It's it's really exciting. I can't wait to see how far he gets and where he goes. Well, that was great. So, all right, Brian. Well, I uh, hope all our listeners enjoyed uh, listening to Corey and take some uh, of you the know, little nuggets he shared with us and um, apply it to your game. So thanks for listening. If you have
1: a desire to be great in what you do and a keen interest in the mental aspects of performance, then you're in the right place. Well, you Mental Training seeks to push the edge of the mental game through evidence-based practices and stories from athletes similar to the one you're listening to today. Your collaboration matters as part of this process, so please head over to iTunes and leave us a review with your honest feedback on the podcast. We'd love to hear what you have to say. If you are as excited about the mental training stories you're hearing as we are, please share this podcast with your friends, family, and teammates, too. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram at WellUApp. That's W-E-L-L-U-A-P-P. And learn more about the work our mental coaches are doing through LinkedIn and Facebook.